Well, hello, sir. How are you doing? How are you, man? I'm I'm doing okay, hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so I'm excited. I, I I am too. I I am very I am very curious because I'm from Wisconsin, born and raised here. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about Ed Gein the musical because it's getting a revival here, right? You made it in 2010 and yeah. it, it now it's being released uh, this summer. Yeah, so uh, it essentially laid dormant uh, from about 2012 on. We opened it in 2010 and then we did a tour with it. We had over 500 theatrical screenings in 11 states. And then we um, kind of the pinnacle of that was getting it onto PBS and the, uh, nationwide on as well on uh, retro TV network through Offbeat Cinema. And, and then after that, I was like, you know, I think it's done its course. You mm -hmm. know, it's, uh, it's, it did everything that I kind of hoped it would. It was a micro budget film. And it just basically lay dormant from about 2012 on. And then our music director, Will Kaiser, about six months ago, uh, kept sending me texts and emails saying, we really should see about resurrecting Ed Gein the musical. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, who the hell would take, uh, you know, over 10 year old film right. shot on 720p now with 4K and 6K mm -hmm. and, you know, so I was like, well, knock yourself out. So I, I sent him over kind of our sales package, which had our critical reviews and and some of the, the accolades and so forth and so on. And uh, he shopped it around and we've got, we had about five national distributors come back and showed interest. And I was like, wow, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> and the, 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 the one that really showed the most interest and really showed the follow through was uh, SRS Cinema. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, it's a gentleman named Ron Bonk. And mm -hmm. actually he's been doing this with uh, SRS Cinema for 30 years, since 1992. And he kind of, you know, their specialty is cult classics, yep. uh, low budget independent uh, films, especially horror films. And now they're getting into Kaiju uh, films from Japan and mm -hmm. and Asia that uh, were kind of lost. You know, the big ones always get a Godzilla and Mothra. Yeah, yeah. You know, always get you know <laughs> a following. But some of these other ones that have their own cult kind of status. Um, so that was kind of cool. And he really loved it. And he just said, "I want it." And uh, created our uh, a new poster for it, which was based on an idea that. Will Kaiser had, I can send you that over as well. Mm. Um, and it was uh, basically uh, patterned after Gone with the Wind and it's Ed Gein <laughs> with one of his dead brides. And then, you know, <laughs> and we call it Gein with the Wind. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it wow. turned out really, really well. Yeah, the artist is from uh, Italy that he works with. His name is Max Cave. Mm -hmm. And Max is fairly renowned uh, artist in he's from milan italy and uh yeah so it's turned out just so far so good you know <laughs> well that's great that you could breathe new life into this project uh you know 
uh, especially, uh, well, when it stopped its run 10 years old, I'm familiar with Mr. Bonk. Uh, I've talked to him a few times in that. And yeah, definitely a really good company. I think that handles uh, indie stuff very well, more so than some other companies. They seem to put some care in it. So that's great that you're able to able to do that with this, uh, this, this quirky subject. Now, again, I, I'm Wisconsin native. Um, and I was like, okay, I've seen a lot of musicals, but Ed, Ed Geed is an interesting subject. And I guess the question you probably have gotten most often, but I have to ask is what possessed, and you're, you're Wisconsin as well. What possessed you to want to make a, write a musical about Mr. Ed Geed? <laughs> Oh, that's yeah that's a, it's a good question um about oh boy mid 90s maybe late late 90s mm-hmm. i was with a buddy i'm from wapaka wisconsin which is about 15 minutes from plainfield yep. uh, where ed was born and raised and uh i was partying with my friend ian teal mm-hmm. and we were drinking a lot of beer <laughs> uh, he was talking about uh, Earl Morris and the documentary. He wanted to do a documentary on Ed Gein. And, and I just, out of the blue, after many, many beers, I looked at him. I said, wouldn't it be great if, if, if I did like uh, a comedic like musical about him? And he looked at me like I had two heads. And I knew I was on to something. I, and I, I, it was always in the back of my head. Like, I think it would be a really cool subject matter, but it wasn't until I started my own company uh, in 2007, 2008, where I, I bought all this equipment and, mm-hmm. and with my partner, Steve Russell. And I said, well, if I write a, a script, uh, what do you think, Steve? Do you think we, we'd be able to do it? And he said, hell yeah. And uh, so we started in 2009. And, uh, but I've, I've written, you know, poetry before i've never written music before i've never even written lyrics before Mm -hmm. so as i'm as i'm writing the script i'm like well i've got these lyrics and i kind of know the music because some of them some of the songs in the movie are parodies right the music behind it but but about half the songs aren't and um one day i was in my office in appleton and i i see this kind of long-haired kind of hippie looking dude outside he looked like he's lost <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, he comes up to my door and I'm like hey dude what up and he goes well my name is Will Kaiser I'm originally from Wisconsin I just moved up here though I lived in Nashville for about 10 years and I'm in the music industry and I went holy crap this is killer I go I'm doing this musical <laughs> like what I literally <laughs> that's how we met oh that's and, awesome I said, it's on Ed Gein. And he goes, oh, my God. He was very familiar. <laughs> from yeah. Wisconsin. He was very familiar. And he goes, yeah. well, let me take a look at the script. And maybe I can help you out. And so I gave him the script. He really liked it and said, well, have you ever written music before? And I mm-hmm. said, no, hell no. You know? And he goes, well, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, I, I like some of the lyrics and I'll, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, great. I said, we don't have a, a, you know, a lot of money to do this. We're doing it very, very micro, micro, mm-hmm. which most of it was spent on, you know, pizza and beer for the right. crew because we had already bought a lot of the equipment. But um, he was a Johnny on the spot and created some really good, uh, you know, the, the music scores mm-hmm. and the, the music behind it. And um, so sonically, I was really impressed. I would I would tell him 
like I'd sing uh, bits and pieces of the song and I'd go, uh, it's such a lonely feeling. It's such a lonely reeling. And he'd stop me and he goes, I got it. <laughs> That's all I'd have to say. That's sure. all I'd have to hum. And he was able to kind of go, I got it. And then he'd create it from that. Wow. Holy smoke. So he's one of those guys that has, um, uh, you know, real good ear right. for music. What do they call that? Not perfect mm -hmm. pitch, but somebody that can listen to something once and then, you know, create it on a, and he plays, I think, five or six different instruments as well. But wow. he's one of those guys that has a natural, you know, talent for mm -hmm. it. So that's kind of how it, it came to fruition. <laughs> well, that that's great. Uh, that's I, I love how that came out and how you just discovered the the musician. Uh, true indie passion, you know, indie form and true Wisconsin form. Let's face it, we have yeah. a rep, we have a reputation, uh, you know, and it does involve pizza and beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I'm in Stevens Point, so I'm familiar with Wapaka very well. Yeah. Uh, you know, originally from Milwaukee, but. Uh, yeah, uh, but Ed Gein, I mean, if you're from Wisconsin, you know the story. And what I always find fascinating about Ed Gein, and uh, especially with it being close to you, you with this uh, film, is if you look at the history of Ed Gein, he didn't actually kill that many people. But no. yet he's like the the uh, like the bar is set for like macabre and, and just twisted things that have been done by individuals because he only you know been convicted of like two murders i think it was for sure yeah. but he did a lot of creepy stuff and yeah. what do you think it is that sparked it because there's been other killers who've killed far more people yet when you mention ed gein nearly everybody knows the man <laughs> yeah you know and i think it's because of the you know the macabre aspect of it mm -hmm. it's not only you know, the murders, but it's going that other step, you know, grave robbing and, and dancing with the corpses. And, and there could have been some cannibalism involved and, mm -hmm. and which makes him, you know, he's a triple threat, you know, yeah. <laughs> he can do it all, you know, but, but it's, he really set the bar so high, like even um, the, the book Psycho was written mm -hmm. by a gentleman who actually, lived in Milwaukee, but he was in Wyawiga, which is about five miles from my hometown in Wapaka, and um, Robert Block. And mm -hmm. Hitchcock was so impressed with it, the book that he bought up all the copies so that no one would find out what the ending was to it. <laughs> and even the, the Hitchcock, the home that they yeah. used was actually patterned after a house in Wapaka. Mm -hmm. So they had sent people in to get an idea of, you know, set designers of what Ed Gein's hometown was. Well, Ed Gein's hometown only had maybe a few hundred people, but the next nearest town mm -hmm. is Wapaka or Stevens Point. And so he kind of gleaned some of that from, from Wapaka. So I grew up with Ed and my grandfather worked for Washera County as the, uh, worked for the DNR. Mm. His best friend was the arresting sheriff mm. uh, who arrested. His name was Specs uh, Murdoch. And um, he was, you know, the sheriff. I, 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 in the movie, I call him Specs Murdy. <laughs> I didn't want to use the, the real names sure. for obvious reasons. Um, but he was one of my, he was my grandpa's best friend. And my grandpa always said that after the arrest of Ed, he was never the same. Yeah, he 
there was something different about him. He saw too many things that were so twisted and so beyond the realm of normalcy that he uh, it affected him deeply. And I remember my grandfather saying too that um, they called him like Eddie, mm-hmm. and he was just a strange kind of a guy. But but he would babysit, you know, neighbors' kids. I mean, he you know he wasn't. I mean, he was just he was an odd odd Eddie. Yeah. You know, they just called him. Uh, an oddball I think as a matter of fact I think my grandfather gave him rides a couple of times if his truck wasn't working mm-hmm. or whatever so I had this connection to it and I thought well I'm the the person then that should really put forth the effort <laughs> and it made and, and and I I did see your um your review Mark yes. and thank you by the way sure, uh, sure. That was a very nice review and um but but the one thing I tried to do was not to belittle the the victims i didn't mm-hmm. want to shame or belittle the victims i didn't want it to glorify either ed gein or his actions so we kind of take it more of a like a psychological treatise mm-hmm. on how we became who we became you know his dad was an alcoholic who physically horribly physically abused him and his mom was a religious pathological zealot right who by some some people at Mendota, he never would say it out loud, but he intimated that there might have been sexual abuse from mm-hmm. his mom to him. So you have two different types of abuse. You have, well, three. You have emotional abuse, you have physical abuse, and you have sexual abuse. And that's the, the recipe for a monster. And that's yeah. what you think. Yeah. And that's one of the things that impressed me because uh, full disclosure, when I first heard Ed Gein, the musical, I'm like, Oh man. Okay. You know, cause I'm thinking like trauma level, like just exaggerate, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I, I'm down for this, but I want to see how the, how this goes. And then when I watched that, I was very impressed how you did handle it uh, and approach it. And it's great to, to hear that that's, that's what you wanted to do because I think that comes across. I think, people get the wrong impression when they hear Ed Gein, the musical, and they, uh, they're automatically judging it going, Oh, well, you're just glorifying the, the, you know, the crazy guy who wore women's skins and danced in the moonlight. Yeah. I read the trial book when I was like teenager, I read that book on him that had the trial and yeah. And uh, you know, the one with the actual photos and stuff too, which just, Oh my gosh, it was graphic and horrible. Yeah. It gave me nightmares. I remember I was probably, I don't know, nine, 10 years old. I, I don't like why the hell I was reading that. But, uh, Same here. Same here. You're from that area and you just, I, I was flabbergasted. I was blown away mm-hmm. by it. And that, that sticks with you. I mean, it, it affected Hitchcock in a way too, yeah. where instead of all the, the characters that he had ever really created, you know, the uh, Anthony Perkins, the, the, mm-hmm. the creator, that he kind of took from Psycho was probably his uh, most fully fleshed out and the one that he loved the most. I've heard different things, but but I've heard him talk about about that that role. So I, you know, it's just it's really amazing. It's getting his second life. It's just. <laughs> Well, uh, and you mentioned you did shoot it on a, a micro budget and you shot it in Wisconsin. I saw you shot it in Appleton. Um, and I have to ask how, how challenging was it to cast people in Wisconsin doing a film of Ed Gein? 
Yeah, I, so we filmed at Appleton and Amro uh, mm-hmm. outside of Oshkosh. Yep. yep. And Amro has a, a rural kind of uh, somewhat of a bucolic rural background. And we met some really cool people there that were very artistic. We were able to use their house and their backyard and and his name was Scott and he was such a great guy and, and mm-hmm. still is. But, but we had people that were really, the, I, but I would always have to explain that this isn't, um, you know, we're not doing it to glorify him. We're not doing it to glorify murder or cannibalism or necrophilia, <laughs> necrophilia or necrophilia. But, but we want to really make it, uh, like I would tell people, it's a psychological treatise with a little bit of comedy thrown in and, mm-hmm. And, and I really wanted to understand how a person could end up that way. I mean, that's the depravity is he's, he's the Babe Ruth of depravity. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and, you know, and everybody takes a back seat to him. Um, I remember uh, Michael Blake, the Academy Award winner from uh, Dance with Wolves, saw our film in South Dakota. And he said it was the best film ever based on Ed Gein or loosely based on mm-hmm. Ed Gein. And he said, you nailed it. And which was really, really cool. Um, but that was one of the better compliments, uh, you know, I've yeah. never heard about it, but, uh, but I'm sorry, Mark, I'm, I'm digressing. No, no it's okay. <laughs> I'm just kind of, <laughs> that's fine uh but yeah i was just i was curious how that like when i saw it was shot wisconsin like well that's great you know a, a film about him shot wisconsin great but like wow so i'm guessing you didn't go to plainfield to ask for some casting oh, no and you know it's 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 still a su- sore subject it's still sore subject yeah. with the town today as far as yeah. I'm, yeah yeah and and it's and it's difficult because I know now what's going on. Well, in 1957, he was arrested. So that's, right. you know, what is that? How many years? Uh, 60, 60 yeah. yeah, years now. Yeah. And, and you're getting a lot of these people that would remember him or gone the mm-hmm. way they've shuffled off to Buffalo. So a lot of them are, are gone, you know, right. and, um, but it's still a sore subject, but I always told people unless Plainfield you know, births the next, you know, major league baseball player or a yeah. NFL quarterback or a president or, some, or, you know, some, or a movie star, mm-hmm. it, there are people, it's always going to be known as the home of Ed Gein. Right. You know? Yeah. I had heard uh, stories too that, uh, well, you're familiar uh, old Tommy Bartlett back in the day wanted to take the actual house and lift it and take it to the Dells and make it a tourist attraction. And mysteriously the house burned yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. 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 It burnt down and, and not, a, not anyone cared about it. And the fire, <laughs> nobody even showed up. No one they showed up. Marshmallows and had some, yeah, it was, uh, it, but you know, it was so, and I know that his, his truck or a station wagon or his car mm-hmm. that somebody it wasn't really his car but it was his family's car mm-hmm. and um that the they they called it the death mobile and there was a guy i think it was from baraboo as well that drove it around and so this is where he would put the bodies <laughs> and you spend a quarter to see ed's Ge- ed Gein's car yeah. um 
but I think people, you know, it got to a point where, you know, people were up in arms over that as well after a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't capitalize on it for that gratuitous reason, just only yeah. if you can do a movie about them, you know? <laughs> well, they still, you know, they kept stealing his t- tombstone or, or knocking it over. Yeah. He's in an unmarked grave somewhere. Uh, you know, yeah. eBay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and the reason I kind of like talking and setting it up is I'm like, I was wondering how do you get, because it is, you know, a musical, it is kind of a, a, a it's got a dark comedic angle to it. How do you, because you play Ed um, very well. In fact, uh, I will say it is one of the better portrayals. I think I saw, uh, who is it? Kane Hodder. So it was, was uh, not Kane, but just a big burly person was, was cast as Ed Gein in one of the films. And I'm like, no, he's just this little, you know, he's just this normal guy. But yeah. how, how did you put, prepare yourself and kind of get you into the character especially being as close as you were to him and for what he did how how do you kind of prepare yourself for that I had a a friend who worked at one of the uh, mental hospitals in Wisconsin here Um, and I can't remember if this is about uh, 12, 13, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was either Winnebago County or Dodge or um, mm. or Mendota. And I okay, yeah. One. And I asked about some of the, some of your, your patients that have disassociated behaviors and, and that are really far gone, but, but show a criminal aspect to their uh, psychological malaise mm-hmm. what are they like and this person he was telling me he said a lot of times they're, they're they retreat into their own uh imagination now he said mm-hmm. it could be combination because a lot of times they were giving them you know uh drugs to keep right. them you know whatever sane or, mm-hmm. or whatever he said it was a combination of that but he said a lot of these patients had such horrible upbringings too that they had their own demons to deal with and he was saying that sometimes they would literally kind of just go and be very uh, uh kind of shy and quiet and obsequious and, and and kind of reserved and kind of get into their own shell um because you know there was probably a lot of they were probably ashamed of of their actions once right. they had a lucid you know sober you know moment a sane moment and they were also dealing with their own, um, you know, demons and their own, mm-hmm. emotional, you know, upbringing and, and horrible upbringing. So I remember I, I he, he said one of the patients actually uh, had like tics, like idiosyncratic movements. And so I kind of incorporated some of those things. So I was asking all these questions. Um, so I incorporated what he was telling me with some of the more um uh, insane of, of his patients and, and the people that he worked with. And so I kind of just, you know, use that as a, uh, a first floor and then built off of it. And then, you know, with your mind too, I always, I wanted to get across that the music is always generated from his head. Right. And the reason why I, I wanted that was because I remember an interview and it might've been Earl, Earl Morris, one of those guys that did the documentary on him about he would get the, uh, you know, the, the dead body up from the recently exhumed body from the grave that he dug up. 
and he would dance in the light of the moon. Well, in order to dance, you have to have music. Music, yeah. Obviously, in 1956, 1957, he didn't bring his boombox. <laughs> and so he'd have to create his own music in his head as they were doing this macabre, you know, dance of death in the, mm -hmm. you know, in the moonlight. Um, so that's that kind of was inspirational as well. I thought, well, he's creating his own music in his head. So in the movie, that's what I wanted it to be, that it's his own construct mm -hmm. so that all of the music is coming from his imagination, not anyone, not anybody else's. Um, and even when people are singing opposite of him, it's in his imagination. Right. So, yeah. So that's kind of where where that came from. Yeah, and uh, you've got a couple of those dream sequences where we get that window into Ed's head where he's Ed's head, uh, where he's dancing with uh, uh, his victims, uh, and you know, two very talented actresses uh, that I did. You have to do a, a lot of searching for uh, your Mary. Uh, was it Mary Hagen and uh, uh, Bernice? Um, no, um, they were. <laughs> Uh, kind of sort of uh, friends of mine through friends sure. and and people would uh, say well they're very theatrical and they're mm -hmm. very uh, funny and they're very outgoing mm -hmm. and you can always I think take somebody who has that theatrical sense that is done you know local theater mm -hmm. but but it's kind of naturally buoyant and articulate you can kind of craft them into these these characters and and it was nice because they were always open to, to suggestions sure. that I had. But to be honest with you, they did a really kick-ass job on their own, kind mm -hmm. of crafting these, these characters, um, which I was super proud of after I saw it on screen. I'm like, damn, they're good. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite bits is actually early. I, I know it sounds weird. Pardon me, folks. But one of my favorite bits in Ed Gein, the musical, is uh, early on where he... Uh, it was, I believe it was Mary Hagen he put down and the radio is playing and her mouth starts moving to yeah. the radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I really, I, I wanted it to be as he's listening on this, you know, old school uh, barn radio or transistor right. radio that it would, it would transfer from actually a physical, you know, space of him listening mm -hmm. to this radio and then it would sometimes it would somehow have to transfer into her, right? So being kind of the the, the voice of reason or or whatever as a, a dead person. So I'm glad you appreciated that. I, I I really you know it was just I really just wanted to kind of push some boundaries with it that I think, um, and this is a backhanded compliment to you. I think people that. Are, are bright, naturally smart or naturally bright, um, are gonna pick up on all the nuances of the film. They're gonna pick up on all of those things. So it was really cool. I had a professor um, from uh, University of Wisconsin who saw it, he was retired and he was, uh, I think theater, film, TV theater, and an older gentleman. And he, he actually wrote a very nice review on IMDb, but it was, it was he 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 got it he mm -hmm. understood it completely and it was like so it's really cool when people see it and they glean those uh aspects mm -hmm. from it they really appreciate it so thank you 
Yeah, I, I, I did. I mean, I again going into it with the title, it wasn't the film I was expecting, but in a good way. Uh, you know, I, I, I found it entertaining, uh, interesting, macabre. Uh, you know how you handled the uh, flashbacks with Ed Eddie as uh, a kid with doing the black and white. I thought was effective, and you even get the the musical you mentioned earlier, Mental Hospital, and I kind of chuckled a little because you have a you have a whole music number in here based uh, not the hard knock life but what i liked and i was wondering if you if it was what you were going for it kind of was a little bit of a commentary on how mental health is actually treated yeah. versus the way it should be treated yeah. it, uh, is that what you were going for because i picked up on it. i mean i it made me chuckle uh quite a bit that you had that commentary in this film yeah, and I, and I did because when I wrote that song, and it's a parody of Hard Knock Life, which is actually one of my favorite songs. When I parodied that song, um, again, when I was asking my friend who worked in the mental health facility um, how they were treated, and and he was in the process of getting out of that field mm. because of the burnout, but he said, no one visits them. No one gives a shit about them it's really, really sad. It's yeah. like they put him in a corner and they don't have the, the family support. They don't have, and it's difficult. He said, we try our best to reach out, but you're only one person. Right. And, and but it's, you know, you over medicate them. Maybe um, you're not giving them fresh air and exercise and sun. And, and you, you try your best to, to give their, their lives a fullness to it, give them a full life, mm -hmm. but it, they're, you're kind of hamstrung because you can't take them out on a bus trip. You know, let's go to the brewer game. Okay. Everybody <laughs> um, just watch out here. Don't be drinking. You know, you just, <laughs> you have to just be very, uh, you know, cautious with that. So they're, 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 you know, they're victims. I mean, yeah. and you're, so it, I, I did that when I wrote that too, I had to realize that that was in 1984. So any of the drugs I was mentioning in that song had to be prescribed between <laughs> 1970 and 1984, but I'm glad you liked it. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, just with uh, what, you know, family can do and, and what love can do in that situation and fresh air and exercise and, and all those things, I, you know, and sometimes I have to be medicated, obviously. Yeah. But uh, but it's easier, I think, maybe to over medicate them than to under medicate them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've uh, I've I've witnessed that firsthand. So uh, that they get over medicated, you know, and even with your Ed Gein character, you're, you're playing of he didn't get the treatment he should have after he got put in the hospital for all these weird yeah. you know all these things that he did because there were reasons behind it i mean you know as much as people like to either parody it or or write horror films about it this is an actual person who had actual issues that just never got the treatment especially for the time period 1957 you yeah. know it, we think of the 50s as that clean cut hugh beaumont type of yeah period you know you so when you have this type of thing you're like wow how how would they treat that and you yeah. know and i i was glad that you saw that you kind of addressed that as well you know and yeah. i i think uh people will be surprised uh by that uh when they watch ed Gein, the musical uh but uh yeah i this is this has been a great uh talk sir uh 
very insightful uh, for your motivation behind it. Uh, and uh, so do you have a release date for when this does come out? So um, we're looking at, I think, August mm-hmm. of this summer for the DVD. Uh, they're going to do a, a Blu-ray um, and then the streaming as well, video on demand, VOD. And then it looks like they're also, we're going to get a new soundtrack. So there'll be, you know, online where you can get the soundtrack and then an actual CD. But I think they might do a a blood red album, a vinyl. Okay. I'm a vinyl sucker. I might have to keep an eye out for that because my favorite, my favorite song on, on, out of the whole soundtrack though, was when you cut into uh, welcome a world of pure degradation (laughs) when the cops go first go into Ed Gein's house and discover all the things, when you played that, I, I will say, I love, that's my favorite bit. That was my oh, favorite dude. bit because I'm like, well, I'm never going to hear that song <laughs> the same way again. <laughs> you know? And uh, folks, as you might expect, uh, this film actually doesn't have as much gore as you might think. Yeah. Uh, it does have the macabre, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I am happy that this was brought to light and I am very happy that I got a chance to talk to you today, sir. Uh, this is uh, very enlightening on the motivation behind it. Cause that was like the big question for me was like, what would, especially someone from Wisconsin motivate them to make a film like this. And, and this was your first film that you had acted in and, and you've gone on. And actually I remember seeing you recently in I dream of psychopomp. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I watched that one recently. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that, cause I was recognized like that looks for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had recently watched that film as well. So anything coming up for you, sir, that should, uh, people should keep an eye out for. Sure. Sure. Okay. So we've got, um, all that good news about Eggy and the musical. We're going to do a, uh, a, a reissue, uh, screening of it at UW Oshkosh Fox cities. Oh, nice. At- Perry Theater, Perry Hall uh, in the Fox Cities, Wisconsin, October 15. And that's going to be, we're going to have three different uh, showings with live music and all kinds of stuff. And that's going to be fun. Uh, so that's on the agenda. You know, like you said, I dream of a cycle pump. I'm very uh, proud to have a small supporting role in that. And there's some upcoming news with the distributor with that. And I really, oh, nice. I love that film. And then, uh, oh, I've got all kinds of stuff. I've got a TV pilot called The Forest Dark, which is based after a book by Sam Johnson called The Forest Dark. Uh, that's coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm missing a bunch of things, but uh, a lot of good stuff. And, uh, and other projects, too, on the horizon. <laughs> so. Is, is there a website or something where they could follow up on your stuff? So, so we will be getting, as a matter of fact, I'm meeting with Will Kaiser tomorrow for lunch uh and we're going to be he's going to be crafting the website and i think it's edgeenthemusical.com okay i just have to double check but i'm almost certain it's that and uh, so that should be up our facebook is edgeenthemusical uh facebook and uh if people you know like that because that's kind of the the best way to see you know um all our updates and sure. uh yeah I, I know i'm missing a bunch of things but but it's all good i'm, I'm very no, okay. very uh <laughs> and very uh thankful that i'm i'm doing a lot of projects and in, in tv and in film so but thank you mark oh well, well and thank you for your time and i'm very excited to see indie 
films uh, be successful and to see a micro budget project like this get a, a second life is fun and shows you the kind of uh, time period that we're living in now to where some of these obscure films and that who may have kind of faded uh, get a chance to come back to light to maybe discover a whole new audience. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're excited about that. And um, yeah, we're in, oh, uh, they're going to have an Ed Gein action figure. Uh, really cool. We're working <laughs> with a straight to hell toy company. Nice. Uh, and uh, so we're going to have some really cool merch as well for the for the uh, the film. So it's all exciting. So again, thank you, Mark. You bet. Well, thank you, sir. And I uh, hope we get a chance to talk again sometime. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you.